Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Gifting is hard. This isn't news. But what might be news is that you can now send beer, wine, and spirits right to your friends and family with Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery. Save time shopping, save money comparing prices across stores, and spend more time sipping with your gifties. Now that's good news. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Must be 21 plus. Not available in all locations. <laughs> it would be a Wolfsburg, eh? I'm going full. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Flash in the shot. What a goal! Good evening, everyone. I hope you're doing nice and well on this Thursday evening. It's Little Dan here with your latest Wolves fan cast, 90 min match preview. On tonight's episode, I've got with me another two guests. I'm trying to wean some new people onto the fan cast, breathing some fresh blood. Uh, I've got with me Josh from Art of Football. How are you, Josh? Yeah, mate. All sweet, thank you. Thanks for coming on. The, the question that I always ask new guests is, if you're not aware, is uh, there's two basic questions. Who's your favourite Wolves player that isn't Steve Ball? Favourite player that isn't Steve Ball? I'd say probably like like Matt scored like Murray. Think that him scored yeah yeah scored like scored when I was a kid. He was like I always had his shirts and yeah like like um that was scored. He's one that stands out when I was a kid. Yeah, big uh, big era amongst the Wolves fans. I think it's coming up to 20 years since that big playoff final day. Um, but there's an event on at the Grand Theatre soon. I think it's Matt Murray, Mark Kennedy, uh, Nathan Black and Alex Ray for, amongst a few others. I'm going to try and get tickets for that. Um, we've got another new Wolves guest with us tonight, uh, Morgan Bricks, who's a YouTube vlogger. You can find him at Morgan Bricks on YouTube. How are you, Morgan? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'll be better if we beat United uh, Saturday. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not as big a game as what I thought it was going to be three weeks ago. But we'll talk a bit more in depth later on. I'm going to ask you the same question, Morgan. Who's your who's your favourite Wolves player, Morgan? You look a bit young to to be to remember Steve Ball playing. Yeah, no, my first game was like 2011 against Man United. We lost five uh, nil. Zubar got sent off. Um, got a season ticket the season we got promoted uh, when Nuno came in. So probably Jota to be honest, like from who I've seen. 
yeah, I, I, I did enjoy Diago. Massively disappointed when he did leave in the end because, uh, yeah, it, it, we've we've missed his his and Doherty's uh, goal since the both left. Uh, I've got Dan at United first out in seventy eight. He's joining us on the fancast tonight. How are you, Dan? All good, lads. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, yeah, excited to talk about uh, the weekend where hopefully we'll see Manchester United get back to winning ways. Obviously not for you boys. And I'll answer the question about favourite Wolves players. I've got to go with Jack Price, who I lived around the corner from, and uh, lovely chap, Jack. I get, get on really well with him. Really nice guy. Doing really That's well in Colorado. Right. That's great. Friend of the fan cast, Jack Price. Hashtag fear the beard. The Salopian Perlo. We miss Jack, obviously, uh, playing with Colorado Rapids now. He's always welcome back on the show. I usually ask sort of the opposition fans something different to that, Dan, before you jumped in. I usually ask the, the question to opposition fans. Who's the most past or present? Say again. Sorry, mate. I lost you then. Player, I heard that takes you the most past or present. Which Wolves player irritates me the most? Did you say? Am I losing it? Oh, bear with me, bear with me, Dan. Uh, Sorry, mate. <laughs> which Wolves player? Which Wolves player grates you the most past or present? Grates me the most. Oof. Do you know what? I know he wasn't there a long time, but Jay Boffroy, I can't stand that bloke. I can't stand him. Can't just, just, just don't like Jay Boffroy. Just don't like him. Talks a big game. I think there's quite a few Wolves fans who feel the same about Jay Boffroy, but he scored the winner <laughs> against the Baggies many, many years ago. So he's just sort of gets a get out of jail free card for that. Um, we've been trying to chase uh, Jay to come on the show for quite a while now. We're, we're in talks, but we haven't got it over the line yet. Um, <laughs> the latest sort of fancast giveaway that we've got as part of the Wolves fancast, if you head to our Instagram page at Wolves fancast. We're giving away a, um, a VAR T-shirt with a bit of a slang uh, slight on, on the VAR uh, platform, that is. Um, all you have to do is like the post, follow Wolves Fancast and at FWAW underscore clothing. And uh, we'll be announcing the winner on the uh, review show on Sunday night. It's game week 36 in the Premier League uh, this weekend. The game week starts with... Um, is it Bournemouth at home to Newcastle? Uh, one of the big games in the in the hunt for Europe is uh, Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Chelsea play Nottingham Forest at home in the, in the relegation battle, which uh, Nottingham Forest need the points, but obviously Chelsea are, are safe. But I think if we had another six or seven games on top of what we have now, Chelsea would be in serious trouble. Uh, Crystal Palace at home to Bournemouth. Obviously, the big game on this channel tonight is uh, Man United versus Wolves. Uh, Southampton play Fulham. Quite a few fixtures on Sunday. Uh, Everton at home to Man City and Arsenal versus Brighton. Those are the two big games on Sunday. And then the, the, the game week ends with Leicester versus Liverpool. Uh, Josh, going to come to you first on this. Looking at those sort of fixtures on the left, if you're a betting man, who, who would be your banker for a win this game week? Uh, no. I have to say, I have to say we'll score, I reckon we'll score, like, score, them, score like Newcastle, I think. Yeah, like we're we'll scored, like heading to Leeds. They really, yeah, we're scored, like, 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 scored, like, need that win. And I think, yeah, we're we'll scored, like, 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 we're we'll scored, like, Leeds are having a hard time. I, I just can't see any, any, what, like, way that we're we'll scored, like, Newcastle ain't winning that. 
yeah, Big Sam's uh, got his first game at home at Ellen Road, so it'd be a difficult game, but I, I wouldn't bet against Newcastle picking up three points there. What's, what's your opinion on those fixtures, Morgan? I'm, I'm sorry for making you squint so hard. Do you want me to run through the fixtures for you again? Oh, yeah, if you could. Right, so uh, Bournemouth, Newcastle, uh, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Chelsea, Forest, Palace, Bournemouth, Man United, Wolves, Southampton, Fulham, Brentford, West Ham, Everton, Man City, Arsenal, Brighton, Leicester, Liverpool. I think Arsenal, Brighton will be a good game. You say Everton have got a city? Yeah, Everton at home to Man City on Sunday. Well, I can't see Everton getting anything from that. What's your opinion, Dan? Where would your money be on this week's game week? I'm going to annoy you, but it's going to be United Wolves. United have lost one game at home all season, and that was first game of the season. Um, only drawn, I think, three times at home this season. I, th I think based based on that, I I'd have to go with United. But I'm, again, sorry, I'm not trying to not trying to troll there. It's just it's just. I mean, we'll get into it later on, obviously, into the show. But it's been United's bread and butter this season, the home form. So I have to have to look at that. I'm saying, just looking at that sort of um, the, the top 10 form table there on the right, Man United have won two, drawn one at the last four, whereas Wolves have won three at the last five. It's, it, it, it is sort of heavily in United's favour, isn't it, Dan, this, this game on Saturday, the fact that Wolves are now mathematically safe, whereas I mentioned just if, if we needed the points, it might be a bit of a dilemma for you. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, obviously none of the players, none of the Wolves players, will, will have their their heads on the beach. I don't think that at all. But I think, as you said, that the fact that now you are mathematically safe in what has been, you know, at the start of the season, horrendous for you. The way that you turned it round, and I think you've looked a lot more solid uh, the last the last few months. Um, I think I think it is it is better for you guys. But for us, being at home, the old Trafford fan, you know, faithful behind him, I just. I just think that's what's going to carry United into the top four this season. That hence why, why I'm quite positive at, about uh, about being at home there. What what actually happened uh, at West Ham last Saturday? Then obviously David De Gea had a bit of a calamity, but I know, I know he made a couple of decent saves as well. But where did it go wrong for you? It's do you know what? It's it's for me. It's a mentality thing. I genuinely believe that away from home, Manchester United. Just seem a different a different kettle of fish. They they, I've seen us go a couple of goals up in games away from home and just completely capitulate. Our second half performances away from home are just woeful. The David de Gea mistake didn't help. I mean, I have my my thoughts about David de Gea. I, I personally don't think he's he's all that. I don't think he's been all that for Manchester United for a couple of years. Um, so when the mistake happened, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I've been used to seeing him do that over the last couple of seasons. So. It's it's one of them. It's it's one of them. West Ham were, are still, you know, and, and mathematically not safe, but they they were fighting for their lives, and it showed. They absolutely battered us. Uh, Declan Rice was just different gravy. I mean, I, I know obviously we go we go over him being England's England's answer in the midfield, but I watched him on 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 Sunday. And I just I was just so jealous of what he brings to a midfield. The bat he didn't lose a battle. He's a player that not only. Not only gets the West Ham way, being a West Ham, you know, being a West Ham since a kid, but also he drives his team on as a captain. And I think in Manchester United at the moment, we're missing a few characters like that. I mean, obviously we've lost the centre back partnership, meaning Luke Shaw's been playing at centre back, which means then in turn we've lost our left back. 
but it's no excuse. You've got to come to these 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 games, and you've got to be chest out, thinking you can win it. And it just looked like we de we were defeated from the first kick. So it's it's one of them. It's one of them. Like I said, away form's been atrocious, but it's the home form hopefully that carries us over. Obviously, the news that's sort of come out in the last few days, and you mentioned it's so sort of now your answer there that David de Gea is in in talks for a new contract. Obviously, you, you're not really keen there. I feel like Wolves are quite similar to Man United in regards to the goalkeeper situation. That well, the both coaches, if they want to play out from the back, which seems to be their philosophy, both of our goalkeepers may have to be upgraded in the summer. Dan, what do you think to that? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think um, my fear. This this um, this week with the David De Gea news and the injury that Dean Henderson has faced is I don't think United will look for a new keeper in the summer. I think what they will do is they will stand by De Gea. They've given him that new contract. They've obviously explained to him. I think game time might not be as as much as he's been used to. But my worry is is that it will be a battle when D Dean Henderson is fit for the number one. Um, is Dean Henderson, you know, a, a, a goalkeeper that you can trust to take Manchester United to the next level? I'm not. I'm not sold. So I kind of feel like next season we could be in the same situation on the goalkeeper front, where you have a goalkeeper who can't pass out from the back, has one of the lowest percentages in Europe of coming for crosses, um, and also I think scares the hell out of his defence when they have to turn the ball and play the ball back. The other side of it is as well is when we all we are playing that ball back, the possession's getting lost because he's just lumping it upfield. Um, so it, it's yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. What do you what do you think, Morgan, in regards to that comment I made just about if if Lopetegui wants to play it from the back, then Jared Saw will need to be upgraded in the summer. The thing the thing with Saar is like when it's like shot stopping, then he's he's a class goalkeeper. But I mean, against Villa, it was all right because he just got rid of it straight away. But like, you never feel comfortable when he's past the ball. Against Brighton, I mean. Some some people were saying it was Nunez's fault, but uh, I mean, Saar shouldn't really be passing it to Nunez when he's got two players uh, very close to him. But I just think shot stopping is quality, but when it comes to like distribution, he's just not not really going to take us anywhere. Even recently, we were sort of in different form. Jose sorry, still made massive saves to win us the, the, the three points, especially sort of the Crystal Palace home game, Josh. He made, a, he made that a brilliant save for Emmy Brendier on Saturday. What, what's your opinions on Jose Clark? I think it's exactly the same. It's the fact that, yeah, when it, you know, screwed, like, screwed, like, like screwed. when it comes to saves, yeah, he's absolutely class. Like, yeah, you always, like, I've got that faith in him. But as you say, yeah, like, screwed, like when the, like, like, screwed, like, when it actually comes, yeah, you know, like, like, comes, screwed, then screwed, the back to it. Yeah, like 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 whenever I see it, yeah, I was like feel a bit shaky, like Scott and he doesn't seem that confident. And it's just yeah, so if you wanna like well, Scott like push on, yeah, like Scott next season. It's that half and half in it and yeah, as you say, yeah, he has won us matches from his like saves. Like and you can't argue that. But then, yeah, you know, like pushing forward. It's like it's scored like scored like. What do you yeah value scored like for in your keeper? Yeah, like like I have to tell you, has to ask that question. I think. It'd be sounds like we're in the same boat, doesn't it, What were you saying, Dan? I said it sounds like we're in the same boat, doesn't it? A goalkeeper that can make 
brilliant shot stopping saves, which you know I hate to bring in in, in channel my inner Roy Keane here, but it's their job, isn't it? They're meant to make saves, and it's as a modern day goalkeeper nowadays, unfortunately, you have to have the confidence and the ability to be that sweeper, to be that that almost you setting off the attacks, being comfortable coming out of your box to sweep up that ball coming through and being able to start off start off every attack and not just by lumping it and hoping someone wins it in the midfield, but spreading that play out along your centre-backs, allowing your centre-backs to split slightly and allowing your two wing-backs to push forward. Um, so it's it's tough, but that's the modern game, isn't it? That sadly is the way the modern game is played now. You know, well, I say sadly, it's moved forward, but that's for, for us, it is sad because we can't at the moment play that football and we've got two managers who pride their football in game on passing out from the back setting off and going so it's 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 tough um i, I you know I, I wonder i wonder i don't know too much about the wolves situation transfer wise whether they will go for a new goalkeeper but at, like i said i think united are stuck with that for another season at least obviously i've not really got a, a heavy insight into wolves recruitment but it'd be interesting to see if wolves approach the severe keeper bono had a, a good world cup from morocco obviously julian opportunity has got Got history of him. They both went far, winning the the Europa League together. So, seems to be the, the type of goalkeeper that Wars will need if we are going to upgrade Jose Sar in the summer. The other sort of news that came out of United today, Dan, was Dwight York laying into Eric Ten Hag. I'm not sure how much you you read into that, but he, Dwight York, Dwight York made the comment that Eric Ten Hag has now lost more than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and he, he he does get a lot of praise when United do well, but he doesn't get much um, flack when United. Uh, get defeated. It seems to be the players who get a lot of the flack. What, what's your opinions on Eric Ten Hag? Well, look, I mean, on on Yorkie's comments, it's mates' rates. He's best mates with Ollie. You know, he's. It, I didn't hear a single Manchester United ex-player really come out and and call out Ollie when he was in charge of Manchester United. Um, yeah, okay, I get it. We have lost uh, more this season than what you know when Ollie was in charge. But then we've also won. A trophy this season, which is something Ollie wasn't able to do when he was in charge of Manchester United. Um, with regards to Ten Hag, look, I, I think any manager in, in the league is going to struggle with the injury problems he's had. Also, they're going to struggle with the fact that we had to deal with the Ronaldo situation. Ronaldo left. We never replaced Ronaldo. Instead, we stuck with Martial, who has played 25% of the games this season. Uh, we then went in January. We had the opportunity to get Felix. We wouldn't pay the money. Um, so then we brought in Vite Veghorst. Now, Vite Veghorst, you know, bless him. Uh, God love him. He tries. He does try. But that's what you want from any player playing for Manchester United. Just like you guys at Wolves, you, you want to see a player go out there and give it his all. But sadly, it's the ability that's lacking. He's not a Manchester United player. Um, when you leave Manchester United, when you know, you expect a player to, to leave Manchester United to go on to play for, for, for better clubs. Mike Beckhorst will go back in, in the in the summer to Burnley and I think he'll be shipped out back to, to Turkey. Um, Ten Hag has made some questionable decisions substitution-wise, I will grant that. But again, I think a couple of it a couple of the, the mistakes he's made have been naivety. I think a couple of the mistakes he's made has have been aggression, aggression towards our players when they're not performing, he's just taken them off. But I go back to, to where Man United are at the moment, and that's I like in Manchester United to Liverpool under Klopp before they won everything. A, a decent first eleven, a decent first eleven on their day can do stuff. We've seen that this season, beating Liverpool, beating City, beating Arsenal. Um, but you need a squad 
you need a squad to go far in competitions and to achieve what you, you expect at Manchester United. Now, the players we have coming off the bench, not that. You know, whereas you look at the City, who can bring off De Bruyne, can bring off, you know, Rodri, whatever, and bring on uh, Phillips, uh, Mares, people like that. Manchester United can bring on Fred, can, you know, can bring on Elanga, can bring on like Beghorst, can, the list goes on. So it's it's one of them. Manchester United fans, I think, if they're being completely honest with themselves, and I think a lot of fans in the Premier League were being honest with themselves, we didn't expect to be in the top four this season. I know it sounds strange being Manchester United, being a big club, but we didn't because of so much deadwood that we had to clear out, so much players with egos we had to clear out. But next season, providing the ownership sorted in time, we could see a lot more of, of, of Eric Tanhag's sort of players that buy his ethos that can play the way he wants to play. So it's it's one of them. I'm not. Um, it's 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 his first season, and I'm certainly not gonna gonna go in on Ten Hag because what he's done um, at the club is has been fantastic. We have had some some pretty bad losses, but if I look at the season on the whole, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Like you said, just being in the hunt for top four and uh, and a little bit of silverware is probably what you're expecting of Eric Ten Hag at this moment. Going back to sort of what the comments that Dwight York made, I think one of the things that stands out for me under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is that he went 29 games unbeaten away, which compared to your away from this season says it's quite damning really, isn't it? It, it is, but but what did we win when we had those 29 game, uh, games unbeaten away? Like it's... It's like I remember when Unai Emery went to Arsenal, he lost his first two games and he went 20 games unbeaten. They still finished outside the top four. It, these these records, these runs, yeah, they're, they're great. But at the end of the season, you look back on on where we finish and you look back on the trophies we win. Um, I got you know, it, it's it's one of them. A lot of players, a lot of ex players, will always back Ollie. Uh, that's just, that's just the way it is with football. You back your mates. Um, does he need to be called out? Well, of course, there are decisions. Like I said, you know, there are decisions that he's made where you think, why has he done that? You know, starting by Ben Corst on Sunday, why did he do that? But on the whole, I think I think he's done a really, really good job. I think he's done it, the other side of it as well. Is you got to think that midfield, we we lost Casemiro for nine games through suspension this season. Casemiro, who I think a lot of people will say has come in and changed the ethos in that in that Manchester United side. Um, so, so it's one of them. It's one of them. I took what Dwight York said as with a pinch of salt. It, re it really didn't concern me. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us on the Wars Fancast. Is is it me that's got that crackling? I muted it. It's not me. Can I just um, try muting yourself for a second, Morgan? Uh, Josh, looking at sort of the um, the Wolves news that came out today, Julian Opetegui has said that he needs to have a meeting with Jeff Shee to talk about the possibilities of what the war chest is going to be in the summer. What sort of areas do you think Wolves need to upgrade on first, taking into account that we haven't really got a bottomless pit of money? I think... <clears throat> Like, we'll like, we'll like, first of all, it'd be interesting to see, you know, we'll like, like, who they, you know, what we'll score, like, we'll score, they want to hang on to. Yeah, like, are we going to hang on to, you know, we'll them, like, we'll score, like, you know, we'll score, like, Nevers or do you try our hardest? You know, like, what? Because then, yeah, if he heads off, then, like, like that, you know, like, potentially opens up an area. I think, obviously, do you know what I mean? like, forwards, you know, like, our issue, 
yeah, again, obviously has been, yeah, yeah, scored at scoring. Now, obviously, you've got, I ain't going to try and say his name because, like, I don't want to yeah, mess it up. Yeah, but our chap that we saw from, um, was called, um, was called, like, Stuttgart, you know, he, like, 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 he went down, like, was called, like, like, injured his first, like, was called, yeah, was, like, match. Yeah, like, he's got to come back. Yeah, like, 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 you have to let him have a chance. So I'm still saying, like, like, yeah, like forwards. Obviously, I hope that I hope that yeah, was like Costa stays. Yeah, just because I don't know, I absolutely yeah, was cool. Like, love him. Obviously, he's not coming, and yeah, was cool. Like, done exactly. Yeah, was cool. Like, like what we'd hoped in terms of Jimmy scoring. However, yeah, yeah, you watch how much he works. Yeah, you watch his energy. Yeah, it looks like he's he's you know what I mean like 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 he's you know, like worked his walk like scored way into the dressing room, and he has that yeah like, like energy and of course you know what I mean yeah scored the players like 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 look up to him, um so I hope he stays I hope we can offer him something and he yeah like like accepts it but still yeah yeah we scored like we need someone like we scored like like up front who we can yeah who was what Jimenez was yeah unfortunately before. Yeah, like what happened happened. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. We need that chapter, like, 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 it was cool. Like, like, look to up front and have that faith that he's, yeah, like, it was cool. He's gonna, yeah, like, stick it in the net for us. In my opinion. Yeah, striker is a big point. Um, someone made a good comment uh, a week or so ago. I think it was uh, Phil in regards to we need a striker that makes poor balls look good, which Jimenez did do when he was one of the. The elite strikers in Europe a few years ago. Obviously, Man United were linked to to Jimenez a few years ago. Dan, it's it's really unfortunate to see the way that Raul Jimenez has gone. Um, any sort of concerns that Diego Costa may come back to haunt you on Saturday? Do you know what? I wish I could have changed my answer actually from Jay Bothroy to, to Diego Costa. Oh my God, <laughs> he's 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 something else. That bloke. Um, yeah, I mean the thing. I think the other thing with with Jimenez when he was before he had that injury was he defended so well from the front for you as well, closed everything down, didn't allow the players to breathe um, on the opposition side. With regards to Costa, I mean, look, if he's if, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be him, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know where it, where it stands with him. Is it, is he leaving the end of the season? Is it done, or is he is is he said he's staying? Or are you? I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. There's the supposed talks going on. Obviously, he's, I think he's like 34 now. Obviously, he was only supposed to come in as a bit of a makeshift striker because obviously Jimenez was injured. Fabio Silva was out on loan. Sasa Kalajic done his ACL on his debut. We just had such unlucky, um, un, just such, such bad luck with strikers since Raul Jimenez got injured. What um, about the boy, in. What sorry, sorry, Dan? What about the boy Silva? Is he is he out on loan? Yeah, he's, he's on loan at PSV, but apparently he's sort of he's settled in so well at PSV that he doesn't really want to come back, which right. it's something that the Wolves need to have a proper discussion with in the summer because a lot of the fans want to, want to see him given a chance as leading the line. Obviously, he did it a couple of years ago, but he was only sort of fresh out of nappies when he was leading the line yeah. after Raul Jimenez got injured. Um, Morgan, I'm going to come to you now. Where do you feel Wolves need to improve on in the summer? I think realistically, the main focus should be a striker, because like are we still the lowest for goals scored. 
I'm not sure what it is currently, but we're definitely in the sort of top three for, for lowest goals scored this season. We scored 38 league goals last season, which, considering we finished 10th in the end, was really poor. I think we're on 29 goals this season. We need to score nine goals in the next three games to equal last season's record, which is awful. I just don't think we're going to do it. I think we've got to massively improve the squad as a whole for creativity. We've got so many forward players who struggle to sort of break double figures for goal involvements, never mind goal scored. So, yeah, where else do you think we need to improve, Morgan? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I think the main focus is a striker because you can't really have Neves and Pedence as your top scorers. Like you need you need to score goals to win games. Like you can probably count on one hand how many games we scored like three goals in. It's I think with the position that we're in now, but we've got like quality players like Nunes looks good, Neves like we've got a lot of quality players, but we just don't put the ball in the net. Like we have loads of shots, loads of chances, but it's just actually scoring the goals. So we just need like a a finisher, like a proper striker. Dean Marsden in the comments has made a great point. Could argue everywhere for this Wolves team that needs to be improved in the summer. Like I just said, scoring sort of 29 goals. We put the bet out tip um, earlier on in the season that um, Erling Haaland would score more than Wolves, and that's coming in clubs in for those who had him at 14 to 1 earlier on in the season. I hope some of you got on there because I was the one who tipped it on social media, and obviously because I tipped it, I didn't bet on it, and now it's coming in. That's that's the same. Our betting history works, isn't it? Um, Put yourself on mute a second. I think it, I think it might be coming from you, Morgan. Just, just let's try and carry on with the show for while we can. Um, let's talk about obviously the last time out for both sides. Man United lost one nil away to West Ham. Wolves picked up a massive three points at home to um, Aston Villa. Josh, it was a big win at home to Molyneux. Um, who who sort of stood out for you in that that victory? When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I mean, like obviously, yeah, yeah we scored, um, we scored like tighty scoring, like that was, yeah, yeah, we scored, um, we scored massive, like yeah, we scored, like for him, I hope he really doing takes that and it, yeah, 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 we scored, yeah, yeah, we scored, like using the confidence and yeah, I hope he keeps, yeah, we scored, um, we scored, like, getting the chances because I, yeah, I like we scored, really enjoy him. I think it, yeah, we scored, like like we scored, like Dawson, he's just. Old school, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We scored, um, scored like centre back in it. Yeah, yeah. Does all the basics right, doesn't he, Josh? I think like we've spent three point three million pound on Craig Dawson, and he's, he's he's improved the whole back line since he's come in. Max Kilman looks so much more assured. Nelson Samedo has improved level since Craig Dawson's come in, having some an actual like experienced centre. But I think we've we've not missed Connor Cody from a defensive point of view, but the leadership and coordination of that back line has been massively improved since Craig Dawson came in, Josh. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we scored, um, we scored, yeah, yeah, we scored like, 100 cent. Yeah, he's like, you hand the know, well, as you say, yeah, when Cody went, yeah, we scored, yeah, we scored, yeah. Like, he is, yeah, he was that, we scored, like, leader, yeah. Like, he was that head just shouting at everyone. Yeah, when he, like, like, we scored, like, 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 left, it was, yeah, like, we scored a sort of vacuum. 
And as you say, yeah, when Scott Dawson like came in, I'll be honest, I didn't really, yeah, yeah, pay too much like attention now. We scored like two at the time. Yeah, not to say that I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, like, I was happy he came, but then you start, yeah, watching him as you say, yeah, he gets the like, yeah, we scored basics, like, like we scored like, right. You saw on Saturday, yeah, like he's an absolute like we scored um scored a threat on set pieces. Like was it um scored um scored like John McGinn? I didn't like. In a little like like was caught like hold off that. That was the big yeah, thing, wasn't it? Josh I found that if if, if Totti hadn't have scored from that head out, we, we we must have been given a penalty because John McGinn, uh, like I said, he was sort of German suplexed him to the ground. It was ridiculous. The referee gave him a warning before that first before the the corner came in. Obviously, Dan, um, you've been missing Rafael Varane and um, Martinez for for a few fixtures now. Who's your, who's your favourite out of those two, Dan? Because they're both outstanding defenders. I, do you know what? It's it's a tough one because, I mean, Varane, when he's fit, he's just a Rolls Royce. He's just unreal. Um, I think he had so much calmness to that back four. They're perfect for each other because you've got Martinez, who is just pure aggression, and you've got Varane, who's like... They're like that couple you meet on holiday, the Mafia misses and the quiet husband. That's what they remind me of. Um, I think if you go favourites... I, I, You'd have to, I, I, I personally will go Varane because I think I've, I've admired Varane for such a long time. What he's won in the game, both you know for club and country, has just been incredible. Um, and it, and again, like I said, it's just that calmness that I think he he looks so much of a better player when he plays with 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 Martinez. Um, so yeah, it's it's Varane for me. I think it'd be Varane. I was one of those generic, ignorant football fans that thought uh, Martinez was going to get eaten up. Due to his size this season, I mean, I'm five foot three, and I'm taking the, the Mikel of a bloke who's like five foot seven, five foot eight. But that's the generic football fan, isn't it? I think he's been outstanding for Man United. Really excelled. Like I said, I, I thought he was going to get eaten alive by some some strikers this season. I even said the likes of Chris Wood was going to eat him alive because I've I've seen it I've seen it happen to Wolves defenders in the past. They're like you know a, a lot much more bigger than um, Martinez, but I think he's been outstanding and. Uh, I think there's a possibility that Rafael Varane may be fit for the game Saturday. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, for me, I'd much rather keep him. Uh, I'd much rather keep him back uh, for a couple couple more games. I think the, uh, it's it's got to be in, in, in Ten Hag's head that if he brings him back too soon, we rush him and he gets injured again and then we miss him for the FA Cup final. I, I don't think that Lindelof and Shaw, especially when we played at home, have looked terrible. I mean, we all forget that Maguire's on the bench. Um, I, I get Maguire gets a lot of hate, but at the same time, we've got options there. I, w- I wouldn't like us pushing players back if if they're not ready. Um, the season hasn't finished yet, and, and we're going to need a, a, a fully fit Varane in that Manchester United team when we play the FA Cup final against City to have any hope of beating them. Any hope, because I know we beat them at home 2-1. There was a highly contentious goal, obviously, but City are just... This, the second half of this season are a different beast. Um, you need your best players available for it. Simple as that. Highly contentious, Dan. is very, very polite of you. I'm going to say that because I know if that goal happened against Man United, that referee wouldn't have made it out of the ground, would he? Oh, mate. It was... Do you know what, though? And I'm going to say something here that I think um, we've all done it as, United, as football fans. It's offside, but... If your team scores it and it gets ruled offside, the first thing you say is, "He didn't touch it. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's, he's not touched it. It should be allowed. It should be allowed." But 
look, the the one thing I will say is what is offside anymore? What is what is handball anymore? They seem to make the change every bloody week with it, don't they? Yeah, it's absolute fast. Just going back to Harry Maguire for a second. Where where does his future lie, Dan? I mean, look, if Harry was doing what's best for Harry, he'd leave in the summer. Um, and I think, look, I think he goes to another team, and I think he he's okay. I think sometimes when you join a, a club as big as Manchester United, it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it, it swallows you up. I feel for him in, in two senses. So I feel for him, he should never have been made captain straight away. That's That was a farce. And I'm going to blame Ollie for this, and I'm going to blame Ralph Ranić for this. He played under two managers that when you... So let me go back. The great managers, they recognise when a player is out of form, they take him out of the lineup, and then they reintroduce him. What they did with Harry was they just played him and played him and played him and played him. And what that allowed was these bad performances to, to become more frequent and the fans to start to notice this and and get on his back. I was at Old Trafford a few weeks ago and um, every time he touched the ball, our fan our fan base booed him. Now, for me, that's unacceptable. Yeah, um, regardless poor, of... It? it is poor. Regardless of, of, of how you feel about the player, when that, when that player steps on the field for you, you back him. You have to back him. He is representing your club. I get Man United's frustrations with him. He has had a lot of stick this season and some of it has been deserved. But then he got absolutely battered against Seville and I couldn't understand why because that was, again, David De Gea playing a, a ball into a centre-back who had three players closing him down. Um, I don't know what, what defender in the world could have done anything there. They're saying, oh, well, you, you get people like myself, like you guys who sit on the sofa, watch matches and go, well, surely he could have spanned there. He could have spanned it and done. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Um, for me, I think the perfect solution for Harry would be to go. But he's on a lot of money at Manchester United, and he's still got a bit of time in his contract. So I think he'll stay, and I think he'll. And I say this <laughs> with with bated breath. I think he will, in his eyes, think he can fight for his place. Because let's be honest, I think we can all agree Gareth Southgate's not dropping him anytime soon. He's had perfect opportunity to drop him for not playing. Um, club football, but he, he he still picks him. So his England place is assured. I think he stays. I think he'll stay and try and try and fight. Yeah, I'd be interested to see where Harry Maguire ends up. Uh, Morgan, looking at the uh, the team that Wolves put out against Villa, do you see uh, Lopetegui making any rotations for the game on Saturday? Um, well, I was saying recently that I think it'd be interesting to see now we don't need the, you know what I mean? Like we're mathematically safe. So I thought when Neves was, um, had his yellow card, so he was banned, I thought we, we played better without him. But I'd be interested to see if he dropped Neves to see if we, we, we continue to play better without him and just to see whether we, we need him going into next season just to test things, to test things about a bit now. It's not really, there's no pressure on us now. It's balmy on paper, isn't it? As as a Wolves fan, and I I'm, I'm, I totally agree with what you're saying, Morgan. But the fact that we're considering a, a, a future without Ruben Neves because we've got a, a formation or a squad that's better without him playing is a bit balmy on paper, isn't it? But where do you stand on um, Ruben Neves, Josh? Do you feel he, he has to start on Saturday, or do we need to start preparing for out without him? Yeah, I still like like was cool, like, absolutely yeah, was cool down. Like loving, like, I see what yeah, it was called. Um, what Morgan says, and yeah, like, yeah, like, we're scored, we can play well, yeah, we're scored, um, scored without him. But I think 
yeah, since um, Cody is, yeah, school gone, how much he's, yeah, school grown into that, that was called like, was called, um, was called like leadership. Yeah, that was called, um, that was called, um, was called role. I don't think that, that can sort of like, like was called be understated. And I put a lot of German, like, like was value in him, in that, aside from the fact that, yeah, we scored whatever we say about yeah, we scored like if we play yeah, yeah, we scored um, scored better or not. Yeah, he's a quality player still, like unreal player. And it's like yeah, we scored um, scored going up against Man United, who yeah, like we scored are going to be yeah, we scored yeah, we scored um, scored like going for it yeah, like 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 they're going to be like scored wanting to get yeah everything out of these yeah, we scored um, scored the matches. I think we like like need that chap. We need him in the centre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, like keep everyone calm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll score, like keep everyone. Yeah, yeah, we'll score, working. Yeah, like like we'll score like to the same. Uh, we'll score like goal. So I I do mean like like starting. What sort Dan. of changes you expecting from? Um... Go on, Dan. I was going to ask you a question, all three of you, about about Neves because I remember the last game of of last season. He was crying on the pitch, and I thought he'd gone. And I thought, oh, well, he's, you know, that normally means you're gone. So, do you know what actually happened there? Was it a case of they just said, give us one more season and then we'll let you go? Because it was a bit of a bizarre one. I, I couldn't understand why he'd, be, why he'd be so upset at the end of the season. Have you got any input for that, Morgan? Uh, well, I was unsure, to be honest. Uh, I thought, like you say, when you, when you see a player crying, Having been there for, for so long and like carried the team like so far, uh, to be crying at the end of the season and and then stay, I just thought it was a bit weird. I was kind of expecting uh, him to go, to be honest. Yeah, from what I gather, Dan is that he was under the impression a, a move would would come, whether sort of Wolves got into advanced negotiations with anyone seems to be yeah. not certain, but. Like I said, from from his reaction, the, the the rumors you hear coming out of the club is that he was of the mindset that he was definitely leaving. There were rumors that he sort of had the um, house removal experts in because he was so certain he was going to move. Wolves obviously didn't get the bid that they expected of the player with with two years left on his contract. I'm still really unsure if he's going to leave this summer because I'm not sure what clubs out there need and want Ruben Neves in their midfield. I think yes. Liverpool were linked to him. He's, he's not mobile or intensity, or hasn't got the intensity for a mid, Liverpool midfield for me. I think he'd be a good acquisition for, for Man United and Newcastle United if they were to get in the um, the Champions League. If, even if uh, Newcastle got into the Europa League, it, it'd be surprising if Wolves could keep Neves here if Newcastle did come in for him. But like I said, I'm not really sure what clubs out there Ruben Neves could end up this summer. It might be the case that Wolves end up giving him a bumper deal with maybe a release clause in that if we get a, a high bid next summer, he can leave. It's, it's one that I'm not really looking forward to seeing what happens this summer, Ruben. There is because, like you said, um, Josh, I, I love him, you love him. He's been an absolute legend at this club, has been at the club longer than any of us ever even imagined. Because after we got promoted, if you if you wouldn't left that summer, the first season we were going to the Premier League, I wouldn't have begrudged him because you could see he was an outstanding talent right from then. Um, like I said, it's going to be a, a long summer watching Fabrizio Romano talk about Ruben Neves and every other player. It's not yeah. as hard 
fans there. Dan is is for United fans because you have to take every every transfer with a, with a pinch of salt, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think um, I think that's the thing. He's a player that you look at players who don't get the move, and sometimes they just throw their toys out the pram. And he, he it doesn't seem to have happened like that. So I think you know, big props to him for that. He's got his head down, hasn't he? And cracked on. Yeah. Going to come to the uh, score predictions part. I'm going to come to you first, Dan. As you're our guest on this week's show, what's your score prediction for the three o'clock kickoff on Saturday between Manchester United and Wolves? Uh, I'm going to go three-one, three-one United. Three-one United, Josh. Right. Yeah, it's always. A, I mean, yeah, like um, uh, I can't say anything else. I'm going to go one-nil, one-nil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I scored. Um, I scored like love. I scored. Um, Got the same as uh, scored um, scored like last season. Yeah, are you back? He's got the goal on uh, Saturday, Josh, in the 1 0. Hopefully, we'll score at Jean Martinio uh, again. Oh, God. I can't enjoy that. I can't enjoy I that. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan's out already having sort of PTSD from uh, the January fixture last year where we picked you up. You ruined it. You ruined it, boys. You ruined it. That was the that was the comeback of Phil Jones. That was come of the hour, come of the man, and Martinio absolutely ruined it. <laughs> You're talking. We, we spoke about um, Harry Maguire and the flack that he's had over a previous couple of years. Phil Jones has been so unlucky at Man United. Social media has absolutely ruined that 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 defender, hasn't it? Where, where does his future lie, Dan? I think he'll retire. I, honestly, I think he'll retire at the end of the season. Um, there was an interview done with. Ten Hag a few weeks ago, and they said Phil Jones, where is he? And he said he hasn't trained once since he's been there. He's just—it's just injuries, and it's so so sad because I can still remember a young Phil Jones's debut against Chelsea for Blackburn when he pocketed Dog, uh, Didier Drogba, um, and there was so much promise. I remember when you know Sir Alex Ferguson signed him and said this guy is going to be unreal. Um, he, I think he's been mismanaged at Man United in certain ways. He should never have had a five-year contract given to him when he did. Um, the, the the abuse he gets, I think, is is just unreal. We all we all love a bit of banter, but I think you can destroy someone with with that abuse. And I think that's part of the reason why he will retire. I think a lot of it is obviously his his physical illnesses, but but I uh, sorry physical injuries. But I wonder if there's a, a ment a mental injury there as well because he's taken battering after battering after battering and. I remember against you guys last season when he came back and he had a really good game. I mean, other than the header, he, he, he was the one that knocked the head right for, for the goal. But I thought it was a touch of class because Luke Shaw came out after the game and said, you know, this, this bloke has been absolutely battered by, um, you know, trolls online and, 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 you know, media pundits. And for him to come out and, and give the game he did was, was extraordinary. So I feel for him. Um, I really do. But look it's one of them sometimes it doesn't work out and sadly this is what's happened here Dan's predicted 3-1 to Man United Josh has predicted 1-0 to the Wolves what's your score prediction Morgan um I reckon 0-0 to be honest Dan would be massively, massively frustrated dropping two points at home wouldn't you on Saturday Dan I'm going with um I'm going to go with a high scoring three all draw on Saturday I think, like Dan said, Man United are, are, are quite impressive at home. But I feel the fact that Wolves haven't got anything to play for, it wouldn't surprise me if Adama Traore gets some minutes on Saturday and I, I fancy him to sort of end the season on a high because he's playing He's playing for a contract somewhere, Adama is. And um, he usually gives Luke Shaw a, a torrid game. So 
I'm going with a free all uh, on Saturday between Man United and Wolves. Um, some other quick news before we uh, end the show. Wolves announced today that we're heading to South Korea in the summer to play Glasgow Celtic and AS Roma in uh, the, I think it's the city of Incheon, which uh, could be interesting. Obviously, Hwang Yi-chan will be making his return with Wolves um, in the summer. Hopefully, I can go. I need to have a look at the the, uh, the flights over there, but a great experience for Wolves fans. Hopefully, uh, the, the ones that went to the Asia Cup a few years ago will be able to return try and help this club grow a bit more over there in in Asia. I just want to talk quickly about Dennis Irwin because what a player for both sides on um, on Saturday. A couple of free kicks there. Free kick for Man United there on the left was against Crystal Palace. In the, I believe it was the FA Cup semi-final, Dan. Uh, Crystal Palace absolutely murdered Wolves in the, uh, the quarter-final that year. So that free kick is a nice touch. But, I mean, he was amazing at, at Wolves. Obviously, Morgan, you mentioned the 5-0 against Man United. Dennis Irwin's probably a bit before your time as well. Did, did you enjoy watching uh, Dennis Irwin at Wolves, Josh? I'll be honest. I like, 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 we'll screw up. Like, we'll screw, like, he was like, he was like, just as I was calling it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll screw, like, I was screwed, um, screwed, like, getting into it. It's like, I remember him, yeah, we'll screw vividly. I remember, yeah, we'll screw them, screw like, screw like that shirt. Yeah, and I can, yeah, I can, yeah, we'll see him in that shirt. But I mean, like, 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 my old man's always told me, yeah, like, we'll what a player he was. So, it's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he enjoyed him anyway. That's the podcast. That's the problem with podcasts nowadays, Dan. You just don't realise how old we are compared to these youngsters who don't remember. I'm sat here thinking the same thing. I was sat there thinking I can remember him in the first, you know, in, in like '93, '94 for Man United. So I'm just kind of like, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Morgan. Love it. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Irwin was literally Mister oh, Seven Eight out of Ten, wasn't he, Dan? Mate, the, the, do you know one of the reasons Man United was so successful in the early 90s, well, it, in, in the 90s anyway, was because you had Dennis Irwin and Gary Neville who were both just 7 out of 10 every game. And the thing with Dennis Irwin as well, I mean, other than Philip Lahm, I'd say best. he's got to be one of the best right-footed left-backs ever to play the game. Uh, unreal. Just, just brought so much to the game. He, you know, he chipped in with goals, didn't miss many penalties. Before Beckham was on the scene, he was taking free kicks for United. He's just uh, just the ultimate professional. I always think that the type that the best professionals are the ones that you don't hear much of outside of the game when they're playing. And he was just unreal. And Alex Ferguson absolutely adored him. Absolutely adored him. The whole Manchester United team did. And actually I think the guy's got the guy's got the patience of a saint because he used to share a room with Roy Keane and you know <laughs> I think that would be quite a tough room to share. But no, just, I mean, he won almost everything in the game, didn't he, at a club level? Um, yeah, ultimate professional, ultimate professional. I think his roommate was Paul Ince at Wolves as well. So, like you said, absolute, <laughs> absolute same. But just like, like I said, what a player. Obviously, Wolves got him at the back end of his career. We got promoted in his first season, stuck with us for another season. That's probably one of the, the harshest travesties in football that Dennis Irwin ended his career on a relegation because... What a player, what just an absolute, just solid professional, like you said. Um, gonna end the show with this, what I usually end with, which is what I call our sudden death squad. So I pick a game between the two clubs of that week from previous years gone by. So I think me, I think Dan, you might be one of the favourites to win this week because the fixture that I've um, picked this week is Man United 1, Wolves 0 from August 2003. So what you have to do, guys, is pick a player 
that started in the game that day. If he was a substitute and came on, you have to go again. I'm going to come to you first, Morgan. Man United 1, Wolves 0, August 2003. Can you name a player for either side that started that game that day? To be honest, I don't think I can. <laughs> you can't, you can't, no, no, you know, I'm not having that. You can't have that. You can't bring my age into it just yet. <laughs> yeah, come on. Just think, we're in two, 2003, Morgan. You must have seen like highlights, obviously. Um, Kenny Miller scored the winner at Molyneux that season. You must have remembered some of that. You must have saw replays of that those games. Try and guess me a player from Wolves 2003. Honestly, I have no idea. I was born the year after it, so. <laughs> Morgan, what are you doing to me? You're making me feel the oldest on, person in the world. Just throw a guess out there, Morgan. Um... Honestly, I've got no idea. Morgan, you're terrible. Absolutely Sorry. terrible. Sorry. You, you know what? You, you should do like five press-ups as a, as a, as a forfeit <laughs> for not even like... Even if you would have just said Steve Ball and had a guess, I would have like let you off for not doing five press-ups. Um, Dan, Dan, give me a player that started in this game. Well, I was at the game, so I'm going to go with the goal scorer, John O'Shea. John O'Shea did score the winner that night for Man United. Josh, can you try and guess me a player from that game? I'm going to go with Scott, Scott, like, like, Scott Mark, um, Scott, um, Scott like Kennedy. Mark Kennedy. Need to double-check that one. You didn't even need to... Uh, I might have obviously played against you myself, Dan, because Mark Kennedy didn't play that game. <laughs> I need to start inviting people who are like 35-plus, the, um, what's it called, the gammons of uh, football podcasts. The answers... Um, bear with me a second. I'm going to pull the teams up on the screen. We'll go through it together. The answers can that I you try could and, have had... Oh, I was going to say, can I try and do the... Uh, I was going to say, can I try and do the United team, but go on. Go on. I don't know whether you, you probably just saw some of them names there. Yeah, Two so men in goal that night. So I know, yeah, Howard, Howard was in goal. Um, I'm going to go Phil Neville, Solskjaer, Cleberson, Diego Forlan, Van Nisselrooy, Roy Keane, Jemba Jemba. I'm trying to think 2003. Uh, Big Ronnie, Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo made his home debut at Old Trafford that night. Dennis Irwin actually pocketed Cristiano Ronaldo that night. Uh, but Man United <laughs> ran out 1-0 winners. Uh, Roy Keane, and I believe it was... Who was in defence? Maybe... I think it may have been Roy Keane and Gary Neville who was centre-half that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, um, yeah, Eric Jemba, Jemba and Cleberson with the midfield. Man United front four, Diego Forlan, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Ruben Nistelrooy. For the Wolves fans out there who remember that game, Henri Kamara missed some absolute sitters that night for Wolves in his orange boots and Senegal sweatband. He was up front with Nathan Blake. Behind them, Alex Ray, Sean Newton, Paul Ince, Colin Cameron. Michael Oakes was the uh, goalkeeper for Wolves that night with a back four of Dennis Irwin, Paul Butler, Jody Craddock and... Lee Naylor. 
It's been a long episode, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Wolves Fancast at Wolves Fancast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, I think I did mention Twitter. Me and Josh have got an upcoming charity game at Molyneux on June the 2nd, which we're playing on behalf of the mental health charity Mind. Hopefully, you can um, help us donate to the fundraiser. We're well over a thousand pounds now, which is going to Mind, which is massively appreciated. You'll find the link for the uh, the fundraiser below. I know there's quite a few live viewers tonight who are um, eagerly awaiting the announcement of who has won this uh, charity football card. There's 40, um, 40 places. It was £5 to go, so that's £200. That's going to Mental Health Charity Mine. We'd massively appreciate it. I'm going to scratch it now, but you're going to have to bear with me while I pull this one euro out of my pocket. <laughs> Um, you could have so there's people uh, Wayne Morgan who's had Newcastle, Tom Westwood who's had Leeds, um, Wolves sort of podcast um, cousins, the seventy seven club have had Bolton and Swansea, Kieran Newey, um, he's had West Brom. Going to announce the winner now, guys. Let me just quickly scratch it off. The team that I have scratched off, if I can, if I can put it to the camera, is. Bolton, Bolton Wanderers, and the winner is where did I say Bolton? Quick, bear with me. The seventy-seven club have won our football charity card. We'll be in touch with the guys from the seventy-seven club to play in our charity game on June the second against me and Josh, who's uh, participating on the Wolves fan cast team on that day. Like I said, quickly. Um, Thanks for those who have joined us tonight on the Wolves Fancast YouTube channel. Please press the like button before you leave. It doesn't cost you anything, just a bit of finger action. So, uh, yeah, drop a like. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thanks for joining us on the uh, the channel tonight. Thanks to uh, Morgan, who you can find at Morgan Bricks on the YouTube channel. And, Josh, before uh, we go, where can everyone find yourself at Art of Football? So on uh, what's called um, on uh, Instagram, search like uh, what's called art um, underscore of underscore uh, what's called um, what's called like like, like football. Uh, same on uh, what's called like Twitter, and yeah, like we're there. Thanks to everyone who's joined us. Thanks to Dan coming on. Hopefully, we'll get you on again next season for the preview show, Dan, because he was a bit touch and go whether we were going to have a Man United fan on next season a few weeks ago, but. Wolves fans, we're safe. We're heading to Man United Saturday, relaxed, composed, and hopefully going there to play some free-flowing football, which gets us three points. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday for our match review show. Take care, everyone.